0: Join Dr. David Jeremiah live online this Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, streaming from Orlando, Florida, for a one-night event with musical guest Voices of Lee. Be part of this free live stream Thursday at davidjeremiah.org. Jesus told his disciples that an increase in war must come to pass in Earth's final days. With the promise of rising conflict, is it possible to be at peace? Today, on Turning Point, Dr. David Jeremiah says yes, and continues the series, The World of the End, with a biblical remedy for your anxieties about the future.
1: To introduce the conclusion of his message in a world of war, be calm, here's David. And here are the words of the Lord Jesus from Matthew 24, 6 and 7, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom." None of that sounds strange to us. We've just lived through the withdrawal of our troops from Afghanistan. We see what's going on in Ukraine and in other parts of the world. War is an ever-present trouble for all of us. There have been very few years in the history of the world when war hasn't been going on somewhere. And the Bible says we have to get our arms around this. Because if we don't do that, we ourselves will be destroyed by wars that we can't even touch, wars across the world in different places. What should our attitude be? Once again, the whole key to this series is this. We want God to change our circumstances so our lives will be better. And God is saying to us, no, I am not going to change your circumstances to make your life better. I'm going to use your circumstances to make you better. In the midst of war, we can discover a peace that passes all understanding. That's what this is all about. That's what we're going to talk about in a few moments as we turn again to Matthew 24, 6 and 7. This book that we have just finished, from which these messages originated, is called The World of the End. Actually, the full title is We May Not Be at the End of the World, But We Are at the World of the End, How Jesus' Prophecy Shapes Our Priorities. In a world of deception, our call is to be honest. In a world of war, our call is to be calm. And God is the only one who can enable us to do either one of those things. We are to be the creative difference in the world where God has placed us. During this month, this significant historic month of October, we want to send you a copy of this book. It's our way of saying thank you for your investment in Turning Point during the month of October. That means when you send a gift of any size to this ministry, you can ask for this book, and it will be sent to your home. Do the best you can. uh, Make this a good gift from your heart, but whatever size it is, large or small, simply say, please send me the book, and it will be on its way. It's our way of saying thank you for standing with us, helping people to know there still is truth, the truth of the Word of God. Let's open our Bibles together for part two of In a World of War, Be Calm. Some of the biblical scholars who have commented on the phrase wars and rumors of wars have said that the earliest use of that phrase was a description of world war. If that's the meaning of the phrase, Jesus was telling us and his disciples that before he returned the second time, there would be another world war and In the last few months i've heard that Spoken about just about more than ever i can remember people are lining up the nations and talking about where they would be and what would Happen if this took place and the idea of a world war Gets discussed i don't remember that until just recent times are we headed toward world war (laughs) three? Some military experts think so and it's possible that jesus said so So I don't know. In either case, the idea is there will be wars everywhere which will increase in intensity and scope and fearfulness as we draw close to the time when Jesus comes back. So where are we today? Today, the Russian invasion of Ukraine slogs on with heartbreaking images on television every night. Vladimir Putin has amassed the world's largest collection of nuclear weapons and threatens to use them if I have to. China's surrounding Taiwan with warships as the communist government conducts war games and drills. China expert Evan Osnos argues that China is preparing to shape the 21st century like the United States shaped the 20th century. Another China watcher, Rush Dashi wrote, China now poses a challenge unlike any other the United States has ever faced. Pakistan, India now possess nuclear weapons. And the wrong provocation at the wrong time could trigger it all. At this time, nine countries are known to possess nuclear weapons. And the global inventory is estimated at 13,000. The warheads on just one U.S. nuclear-armed submarine have seven times the destructive power of all the bombs dropped during World War II. You heard me on just one submarine and currently there are 10 such American submarines prowling around the world's oceans There's more firepower than all the bombs that were dropped even the ones in Japan and The oceans are filled with submarines from other nations carrying equal payloads a new arms race has begun with nearly all nuclear powers working overtime to increase their arsenals China has an estimated 350 nuclear warheads assigned to missiles, all of which are capable of reaching the United States. The United Kingdom has 225. I could go on and give you the list. I'm just telling you that we live in a time when armament is like it has never been before. Someone says, what about Israel? And the answer to that is, Israel never discusses its nuclear capabilities. But you can be sure they're ready for whatever happens now the lord has given us a vision into the future in matthew 24 and in the book of revelation and he says that at any moment jesus is going to come for his church and then the events of matthew 24 that have been growing in intensity and frequency will give birth to a series of war like nothing has ever happened before in human history I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to scare you. What I'm trying to do is help you understand that we live in a perilous time. That's the context in which I want to give you the major message from this particular story. We have conflicts, but we have confidence. I don't like war any more than you do. I wish there was something I could do. We've all talked about this a lot as we've gotten ready into this series. I wish I could do something. There isn't anything I can do to stop war. There's not anything you can do to stop war. And there's no reason to worry about it because there's nothing you can do about it. But here's what you can do, and this is what this is all about, and this is what I hope you will get today. You can become the person of God that he created you to be so that no matter what happens, you're ready to stand up and be God's person. And our confidence becomes so powerful because Jesus summarized all that he wants us to know. In fact, if you read this scripture that we've read, I skimmed over it because I didn't want to give it away too soon, but I want you to hear what Jesus said. We would have expected him to say, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, so be prepared for trouble. Or we would have expected him to say, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, keep an anxious eye on the times. Expect to feel uneasy and prepare for the many foes and the woes to come. But that is not what Jesus said. Jesus said, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. Are you kidding me? I mean, I just gave you a pretty dire report. And Jesus is saying to us at the end of this report, y'all don't be troubled. Sometimes the scripture just almost makes you laugh. The Greek word for troubled means to be terrified, means to cry loud, it means to scream. Jesus is telling us not to panic, even when we are surrounded by wars and rumors of wars. How is that possible? How can you live in a world like we live in today and not be troubled? Well, here's the answer. It's all wrapped up in the peace that you find in God's promise, in God's presence, and in God's plan. Peace from God's promise I feel grieved by the conflicts that harm and destroy so many people, especially so many innocent people. We may ask good questions about why these things happen, but here's what I want to tell you. Here's God's promise. One day, it's all going to end. Promise comes to us in Psalm 46, 9. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. One day, King Jesus is going to stop war, and it'll never happen again. Isaiah spoke of the days when the kingdom of Jesus will reign from Jerusalem and all the tribes of the earth will hear his teachings and learn his ways. And Isaiah says, they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. We've joked about it over the years that there aren't going to be any preachers Preaching in heaven because we will know everything we should know So when I get to heaven, I'm out of work (laughs) But I'm not the only one all you military guys sitting out here all you military Families that live every day in preparation for the defense of this nation the Bible says one day King Jesus is going to stop all war and you and I'll sit down and figure out what to do next But there won't be any war I have a Wonderful quote from M.R.D. Hahn. He said, Can you imagine a time when war will be utterly unknown? There will be a day when not a single armament plant will be operating, not a soldier or sailor will be in uniform, no military camps will exist, and not one cent will be spent for armaments of war, not a single penny will be used for defense, much less for offensive warfare. Can you imagine such an age? when all nations will be at perfect peace. This is not merely imagination, it is certain, unquestionable, as certain as the sun rises and sets. But in the meantime, though there is warfare in the world, let's meditate on where we're going with all this. One day it'll all be over. If you're a Christian, that should bring hope to your heart. You're not gonna have to live with war for eternity. The king of peace is in charge. I don't think it will be long before he will set up his kingdom on this earth. In fact, sometimes we need to just give you the numbers and so you realize this is not pie in the sky by and by. This could happen within seven years. Just think about this. If Jesus were to come tomorrow, we'd go to heaven and the tribulation would take place for seven years. At the end of that seven years, he comes back and sets up his kingdom And war will be over. So let me just put it this way. We could be seven years away from there ever being any more war again for eternity. Now, if that doesn't crank you up, I don't know what will. I'm just glad I'm on the right side of the equation. Here's the second thing. Get peace not only from the promise of God, but from his presence. You know, nothing is more important or more confidence boosting than the promise that God will be with us. There's not anything we ever face, men and women, as followers of Jesus Christ that we have to face alone. The Lord God doesn't say to us, I'll wait here, you go on. No, he says, let's go, and he goes with us. Deuteronomy 20 says it this way, do not let your heart faint, do not be afraid, for the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies and to save you. In 31.8, The Lord he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you He will not leave you nor forsake you do not fear and do not be dismayed Joshua 1 5 and 9 to general Joshua as I was with Moses. So I will be with you I will never leave you. I will never forsake you Haven't I commanded you to be strong and have a good courage? Don't be afraid or be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go Isaiah 43 2 says when you pass through the waters I will be with you. Hebrews 13 says, he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, I will not fear, what can man do to me? The promise of the presence of God in our lives, especially in what could be scary times like the ones in which we currently live, the promise of God's presence is so important that when he sent his son into our world to provide for our salvation, one of the names he gave him was this. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Say that with me. God with us. God is with us. Every day I get up and I'm reminded I'm getting ready to face this day, but not by myself. God is with me. I have issues that I've been dealing with, as you know, but not by myself. God has been with me and he's with you. And when you don't know what's going to happen and when the skies kind of look dark and you're a little bit frightened, just remember God's promise. I will be with you. I will never, ever leave you or forsake you. Jim and Marina Noyes were in Ukraine when Russia invaded. They spent the first 10 days of the war in Kyiv where they had planted a church. They wanted to stay in Ukraine, but they had two grandchildren, and one was a special needs child. She's a little girl who uses a walker to move about, and one day Marina heard the child talking to her baby doll that she has, and she said, don't worry, don't panic, sweetie, all will be well. Mommy is with you. (laughs) From the lips of children, Jim and Marina, their son and daughter-in-law and the two children wound their way around conflict to escape Ukraine. When they arrived in the United States, they shared their story. Here's what they said. When trouble comes, we cry. When it gets bad, we pray. And when it becomes unbearable, we sing. She said the Ukrainians have written thousands of songs since the war began over there. Ukraine has always been religious, but now Ukraine is really turning to God because of what's happening. Our peace amid conflict, our ability to sing in the storm, comes from the one who is with us. We don't have the strength to do that on our own. How many of you know you don't feel like singing when rockets are flying overhead? <laughs> but God gives you the power to do that. It's Jesus who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John 16 33 has become one of my favorite passages in the world. You will have tribulation But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world Jesus didn't say in the world. You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome tribulation He didn't say that he said I've overcome the world Jesus doesn't just overcome the tribulation in the world. He overcomes the world in which tribulation happens he's in charge Almighty God is on the throne and you can count on the fact that when he promises to be with you He will be with you this week this day this very moment in your life So you have peace from God's promise and peace from his presence And then peace from God's plan look again at Matthew 24 You will hear of wars and rumors of wars see that you are not troubled for all these things must be Come to pass. All these things must come to pass. I love it when Jesus says must. It indicates the indisputable, inexorable decree of Almighty God in things large and small, which Jesus controls. Because he knows the things that are going to be fulfilled. We can rest in him. We can trust in him. We can know that his peace is ours no matter what's going on in the world he's promised. On a certain level, all of human history feels like a chess game between God and the devil. But there's no question about who has won and who is winning and who will always secure the victory. That's why Jesus told us we will hear of wars and rumors of wars but not be troubled. The only way to do that is to trust. Who are you trusting in? The one who controls everything, he's the sovereign God. He's the Almighty. Isaiah said it this way, you will keep him in perfect peace. How? Whose mind is stayed on you. When things are swirling around so unconventionally and uncomfortably, the Bible says, concentrate on Jesus. Let your mind be filled with who he is and his power and his strength and his sovereignty. Peace is found in trusting the person who controls all the things you don't understand and who knows the mystery behind all. How do you experience this remarkable peace? You experience it by keeping your mind stayed on the Lord. Do you ever take some time during the day to just stop and think about who Jesus really is, and what he has done? You say, well, I'm worried about the future. Well, the Lord's already taking care of your ultimate future if you've put your trust in him. And if he is capable of dealing with you for eternity, don't you think he can get you from here to there? So you trust in the Lord with your soul's salvation. You trust in the Lord with the struggles and sorrows of life. You trust him with your service. He has work for you to do in these last days. And when you hit roadblocks, you find yourself in the midst of conflict. Just say, now, Lord, what do we do next? What is going to happen now that I need to do? I find myself more energized about serving Jesus Christ in these uncertain days than I have ever been before. And one of the reasons why we have structured this series so that it's directed at you and who you are and where you are and what you are becoming is because I believe with all my heart that's what God is saying to us during these days. God is not telling us that war is not going to happen. He's not telling us that there won't be devastation and sorrow and all the things that are happening in this world. What he's saying is this, in Christ you are sufficient. In Christ, you are strengthened. In Christ, you can be everything you need to be no matter what's happened. Let me remind you that this book that we love, this Bible, was written during a time of Roman domination that was way worse than anything you and I have ever experienced. It's a book full of promises, a book full of victory, a book full of Christians who are doing unimaginable great things, and it is a book written for such a time as this. Bruce... Belfridge was an English actor who became a reporter and a newsreader for the British Broadcast Company. As the Battle of Britain terrorized London during World War II, the Germans bombed the city with unremitting air raids. The BBC headquarters were not spared. On the evening of October 15, 1940, the BBC took a direct hit from a 500-pound delayed reaction German bomb and exploded during the 9 o'clock news. Seven people were killed, but Bruce Belfridge was reading the news at that very moment, and the plaster and soot and smoke rained down on him. To everyone's amazement, he didn't miss a beat. He calmly kept reading the news as if nothing had happened. And all the listeners at home heard was a dull thud and someone whispering, are you all right? Belfrage only comment was, carry on. It's all right. That's what Jesus is telling us in Matthew 24. These times are coming. Jesus is going to return. It could be before we meet the next time. But what are we to do? Just carry on. Be the people God calls you to be. Stand up for righteousness Tell people that you love about Jesus Christ. Invite them to church. Be the people God called you to be. That's what this is all about. It's not about sitting here wringing our hands over what's going to happen. It's about a new kind of strength that comes to our hearts when we realize that what God is telling us is this, as bad as war could be, as frightening as it might be, it ain't nothing compared to the strength God puts in you when you put your trust in him. And that's what you need to do. (laughs) I'll sum it up like this. We live in a world that is warring from Armageddon to Armageddon. But we serve a Lord who is reigning from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. Amen. So, let not your heart be troubled. Live in peace. In the midst of the storm, we can be like the center of the hurricane quiet in the middle with everything swirling around us. And you know what? Somebody is gonna come up and say, why are you the way you are? And you can say, I've got the peace of God, which passes all understanding because Jesus Christ is my savior, hallelujah. He is the answer. And that answer is sufficient for when we are being deceived because he's the truth. That answer is sufficient when we're in the war because he's the one that said, see that you be not troubled. And tomorrow, we're going to learn that that answer is also sufficient in times of disaster. The Bible says that in the future, there will be times of famine, times of pestilence, and times of earthquakes. And the birth pang principle is, in effect, these things have always been true in our world. But the birth pang principle says that these things will come closer together and with more intensity as we approach the end of this time. And we'll learn more about that tomorrow. Say, friends, you can get the special um, package that comes with this series, which involves a book and a study guide and CD or DVD uh, sets. Go to davidjeremiah.org. You'll find out all about it. But you can get the book. By simply sending a gift of any size to Turning Point during the month of October. When you do that, just say, Here's my gift, please send me the book, and it's on its way. The books are in warehouses around the country ready to be shipped as soon as we hear from you. Thank you for joining us. See you tomorrow.
0: Our message today came to you from Shadow Mountain Community Church and Dr. David Jeremiah, the senior pastor. Drop us a note if this ministry is encouraging you. Send it to Turning Point for God of Canada. P.O. Box 18098, Delta, B.C., B4L2M4. Visit our website at davidjeremiah.ca slash radio or call 800-946-4300. Ask for your copy of David's powerful new book, The World of the End, How Jesus' Prophecy Shapes Our Priorities. It's yours for a gift of any amount. You can also purchase the Jeremiah Study Bible in the English Standard, New International, and New King James versions. Visit davidjeremiah.ca slash radio for details. This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us tomorrow as we continue the series, The World of the End, here on Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah. The Bible contains chilling prophecies about the end times, But right alongside is the news that Jesus has overcome the world. In his new book, Dr. David Jeremiah instructs us how to put Jesus' prophetic teaching into practice. And when you support Turning Point this month, Dr. Jeremiah will send you your very own copy. Gifts of $75 or more will receive the World of the End study set. And you'll receive the premium set for gifts over $100. Learn more at davidjeremiah.ca.
1: In order to teach a man what it would take to get knowledge, Socrates once held the man's head underwater until the man nearly drowned. When the man recovered, Socrates said to him, When you want knowledge as much as you wanted air to breathe, you will get it. The second chapter of Proverbs puts it in a different way. Solomon wrote that if we will search for wisdom and the knowledge of God like we are searching for buried treasure, we will find it we should ask ourselves this question. Are we willing to search for God like we search for whatever we love most? This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover the knowledge of God on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com
0: and get your roadmap for life. That's Route66life.com.